Good evening, everyone. It's midnight again, and welcome back to the Film Club. My name is David, and I'm here with Jay after a long, <laughs> uh, unplanned hiatus. Yeah. How long's it been? Like three weeks? At least three Something weeks. Like so, uh... Man. I I assume that I assume that lots of shit's been going down with you because a lot of stuff's been going down with me. Yeah, we we have to catch up. Yeah. Um, first of all, how are you doing, mate? Um, it, yeah, I don't think I've spoken to you pro- <laughs> properly since then. I mean, yeah. I got a PC during that time, and right. we've you know gone back and forth on Discord. If but you if I, you asked me last week how I was doing, I would have been like a fucking absolute wreck. Uh, this week is a little bit better. You started the new job. Yeah, I started right? the new job, yeah. right? And I feel like, without getting into it too, too deep, like, we had training for four days. And then I was just expected to be in a classroom teaching, like, five to six different subjects in a grade level I've never taught, at a school I've <laughs> never taught, with kids I don't know. And you had to, like, plan <laughs> everything, right? So it's like I had four days to plan what is essentially a month's worth of lessons because you need to be ready ahead of time because mm, that's just the mm. way an actual teaching job is. You're not an ALT anymore where you can yeah, just show yeah. up on the day and be like, I'm an English whiz. <laughs> well, you also had to kind of like design the, your own classroom. That right? that too, this. yeah. I had to originally when I was coming to the school, uh, what was in my room was like their library. So I had to move out the entire library's worth of books to another area and then move by, on by yourself no, no no not by myself there was like a school <laughs> thing but but uh it it was like a day solid of just moving books and furniture like by the end of the day um the next day when i went in for training i like looked at my forearms and they were completely just bruised because of Ooh. just just shit banging into it and carrying stuff and yeah it was not a good time yeah, you've started teaching though, right? Mm-hmm. At this place. So yeah, this how, is, uh... how is like the how is the experience in general like compared to? <laughs> of course, you're busier and stuff like that. Yeah, but, like, in uh, terms of is, the quality, this is an like... actual job. Uh, I'll just say that like right <laughs> off. The... No, like I don't want to be mean to other ALTs because you know, like they're some of them have a really fucking hard job. My job at my previous school was not hard, but I think that's because. I knew what was expected of me. I've been trained as a mm. teacher. So for me, it was kind of like, oh, this is just Tuesday, whereas some people are coming in with, like, a degree that doesn't matter, and they're like, yeah, what the fuck yeah. do I do, <laughs> right? So Yeah. Yeah. Well, now this is kind of, how, how should I say, like, it's pushing your time and stuff right. because it requires a lot more planning and yep. just everything. Yep. As long as you're enjoying it, though. I mean... I'll enjoy it a lot more when the money goes in my bank and then I can see yeah. how rich I am. <laughs> That's always good, though, man, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. I need a new job. <laughs> I mean, you, I'm just... you had to kind of, sounds like you had to step up a little bit in your job as well from where you were just due to people leaving, right? Yeah, like uh, quite a lot left and more kind of foreign teachers have come in mm-hmm. and the staff there are saying, you're senpai now, could you take care of them? And it's... Right. I mean, they're fine. Mm-hmm. They're they're older than me. They're married, and they're a lot more experienced than me in this country to a degree, and like everything else. So it's like all I can do is show them the ropes in the place. That's it. Um, right. No, if, no issues so far. It's yeah. been two days. So <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah, like 
usually issues don't yeah. don't raise in the first two days. Like people are pretty yeah keen keen to not be a shit disturber in the first two days. Yeah. But my one of my best mates at work, he was like, uh, yeah, he, he just left. Like, just up and gone. Was... He's like, bye. Like he didn't say. Yeah, anything yeah. He just well, he wanted to focus on like family and stuff, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Fair. You know, yeah, him and, you know, he's a he's a top lad. But I was just like, fuck. What the fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. But you know, in this in this place, like at work, it's just like keep calm carry on kind of style but i'm just a very nostalgic sad guy when i'm like Ooh. right know, right yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just it is what it is man at the end of the day but um i just i just want like the music to go well and then we can just be like a touring artist and just make my money that way once i get permanent residency <laughs> you know what i mean just I know so i can do whatever i want <laughs> yeah. yeah but um yeah yeah, things have been good, man. We released a single. There's, um, there's always that dragon on... to chase, right? The permanent residency. <laughs> I wish there was a dragon to chase. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I'd, I mean? se- I'd seen that you'd release a single. Sorry to cut you off there. Was... No, no, no. I was going to talk about this on um, Fresh on uh, if if we can do it this week. Yeah, we'll, because, we'll get into uh, it, I think. We'll be yeah, good. yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. There's Ooh. your guest spoil. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, over the past few weeks, the reason we've been on like a kind of hiatus is, of course, Dave's new job. And uh, I traveled a little bit. I went down to Kansai just to see some people. Um, and I didn't really have time to watch a movie, as did you. Nope. But we're back. And yep. uh, I suggested this, right? Mm-hmm. The whole, my story behind this, Dave, is this is in a similar vein to like, the kind of 2010 it's like how do i say this around 2009 2010 2011 there was just a string of these like american kind of quirky comedies right yeah the hangover is like the biggest example i can think of mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. a lot of kind of comedies you know in this try to emulate yeah. yeah the success of it because it was huge right at the yes. time it was like the the biggest r-rated movie ever it was it was fun. I loved that hangover, man. Until they killed it with like two un- unnecessary sequels, man. You know what yep. I mean? Like sequelitis. But this is something that I remember my dad saying, he watched it late one night and he said, it's the most bonkers thing. And I remember looking at the name like Hot Tub Time Machine, right? And I was like, the fuck is this movie? And I remember the first time I watched it, I was pissing myself laughing, right? And I've seen it a few times in the years since, of course recently we've we've had to watch it yeah i i just think this movie is just so goofy but the whole reason i chose it was in my opinion it shouldn't be good but i like it okay and i really wanted to kind of dive into it and that yeah you know and i suggested it just because it's i don't know it's just a comedy which we haven't really properly it, done it is definitely a yeah. movie i heard about and mm. never saw until now and yeah. I have to wonder if that's going to affect how I felt about this movie because yeah. I'm coming at it maybe at the age that is not like the intended audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it it had a sequel, um, Hot Tub Time Machine Two, which completely destroyed any hope of like this becoming a franchise. It was awful compared to this. It was like really bad 
really bad. That's which... saying something. Well, oh, okay, you didn't like it. <laughs> All right, then. Um, should I introduce it? Yeah, please go ahead. <laughs> All right. So this week, everybody on the Midnight Film Club, Hot Tub Time Machine. Roll the trailer. A typical road trip weekend consists of partying, hooking up, and going wild. But in 2010, four friends will discover a new level of awesome. Go. Alright. Look, 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 what are we gonna do? You guys are terrible at quarters? Let's break into a school or uh, steal a cop car or something, huh? Do you have Ritalin? What? Guys, come look at this. You don't think it's a little weird, a bunch of guys just piling up in a big bathtub together? It's called male bonding, okay? Haven't you even seen Wild Hogs? Watch out, here I come. come. What the hell happened last night? Is there some kind of retro thing going on this weekend? There's something going on in here. Dude is rocking cassette player. Leg warmers. I'm sure there's a good explanation for all this. Jerry girl! Excuse me, miss. What color is Michael Jackson? Black. Manifest 86. I don't understand how we back in time. I'm so scared. Must be some kind of hot tub time machine. This March. This is a very special model that you have here. You know exactly what's going on here, don't you, old man? <laughs> Come on, it's the 80s. Let's do what we want. Free love. Hey, let's get this party started. Mom? Forget the present. No! Why did I ever break up with it? What was I thinking? Wow. And now the universe is giving me another shot. This is going to be the best weekend, like, ever. Mm. 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 I feel pregnant. Change the future. There's money to be made here, man. We could invent iPods, Prius, Match.com, short ribs. We could combine uh, Viagra with Twitter. What? Twitagra. Boom! And kick some past. You're breaking up with me? That's not how this happens. Do you know what happens to you? And you get fat. I mean, like, fat. Oh! Hot tub time machine. Could I text you later? Wait, what? Are you online at all? I have no idea what you're saying. How do I get a hold of you? Come find me. That just sounds exhausting. Okay, yep. So, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine is a 2010 American science fiction comedy film directed by Steve Pink, who did High Fidelity with our main star, John Cusack. Um, Rob Corddry, um, who was on Colbert, I think. Craig mm -hmm. Robinson, um, Clark Duke, Crispin Glover, Lizzie Kaplan, and Chevy, <laughs> which we've got to fucking talk about. Chevy Chase. Fucking Chevy Chase. Fucking when Chevy, Chevy Chase shows up, I was like, oh no. Oh no, oh, this has an age. No. <laughs> Jeez. Oh God. He, he is. Nah, I don't want to get into it yet. We'll talk about Chevy later. Yeah. But, um, Yep, so the title in the movie, Hot Tub Time Machine, is literally what it is. Yep. Do That's you, it. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know if it if it's a great title or a, just a lazy one, but it, it it is, it describes exactly what the movie is, and <laughs> I don't think it has to do any more than that. I think it's personally, like, great, because the premise is so stupid. Right. And it's a weird title, title too, matches right? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a weird concept. 
a time machine in a hot tub. Yeah. So it's and if you look at the poster art for this, it's just like so simple. You know what I mean? Right. It's just a hot tub. The characters kind of like faces on either side. And it's it's weird. And that's it. Too, yeah. <laughs> because like I feel like you could have done so much more with this premise that yeah that it just doesn't get that because like in my mind okay if someone says like hot tub time machine right and like okay yeah. I'm making a movie where there's a hot tub that has is also a time machine right yeah. my idea immediately is to like go the Bill Ooh. and Ted route where like you go through time <laughs> and invite all like history's famous fucking figures to your your hot tub party and they get yeah, into like... wacky hijinks <laughs> who would you invite to all right right so you're one of the characters this movie right? see okay you're doing a, a bill and ted yeah like a james uh-huh. and dave like okay midnight film club time machine kind of thing so i'm gonna go Who... back in time and get famous people you're allowed to choose let's see four okay four famous people all right can be anybody alive or... Well, of course, they're going to be dead. You're going back in right. time, right? To, mm-hmm. so like, the fucking 1800s. Um, who would you? Okay, I'm going to... Who springs to mind? Oh, God, this is, like, super hard. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm going to pick Genghis Khan. <laughs> what the... Okay, yeah. Because yeah, right. <laughs> already, dude, that man's wild. This is going to be a crazy part. Genghis Khan, yeah. I'm going to pick, like, JFK. Um... <laughs> and then I need someone like really kind of like low key, but who would actually in the movie be like really fucking like crazy. So like, I don't know, uh... Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking more like Mother Teresa or something. Oh, she'd be down for a hot tub party. Jeez. Why me? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, this is time machine. Yeah, okay, and then and then the last one, like because it's this kind of movie, the last one just like automatically has to be Hitler. Like, oh, so you it? could like, yeah. So you could like change the course of like, yeah, sure, something yeah, like course. that, right? Like, or I, dr- or drown him in the hot tub. Yeah, you know what I mean, Wh- just, whatever <laughs> you want to do with Hitler that's bad, you could just be like, okay, like something bad will happen to Hitler, be- and that will like redeem this movie because Hitler's not a good guy, right? Like, th- that's kind of where I feel like you could have went with this concept, and then it is just not that at all. Yeah, yeah, fair. Fair, fair, fair. Um, I like the JFK one because yeah. he sounds he's he seems like a chill dude. Genghis Khan though, yeah. Why? 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 Uh, because like <laughs> I feel like Genghis Khan is always like portrayed as like kind of like this. Um, I'm saying like a lot. He's portrayed as a kind of like a barbarian, <laughs> like literally a barbarian, just like an uncouth <laughs> barbarian who goes around. And, like, just destroy stuff and rapes and pillages and, and stuff, right? And I think mm, it would be mm. really funny if you brought Genghis Khan back and he's, like, this proper, like, British bloke. Where he's just, <laughs> he's just so, he's actually just, like, really prim and proper and people are like, what the fuck? I have one of these at my palace. Yes. Like, yeah, exactly. Right? He's just really nice to everyone and people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's a, good, that's a good selection, actually. I'm thinking... Um, I'd probably have, yeah, shit. Historical figures, right? Yeah. John Lennon, he'd be there. Okay. Just, just because, like, if he's in a hot tub, he can't wear those stupid fucking glasses, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, they fog up, right? Yeah, yeah. Plus, Yoko wouldn't be with him. And, mm. um, I don't know, I'd just love to tell John Lennon how much of a fucking genius musician he is, but... How much of a prick he is? 
Um, oh, he's personally. He's a, yeah. And th- there's a reference to this in this movie where he goes, "Hey, John Lennon, get shot." Wait, did that no, it happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think it's a golden quote. Um, yeah, I'd love to dress down John Lennon. Not literally, but you know what I mean. In the hot, <laughs> in, I'm not helping myself here. You know what I mean. Um, I'd actually put Keanu Reeves in there. He's not um, dead. I know though. I'm not. Re- yeah, I know, but like, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I'd bring him from the present and just get him to hang out with me and just because he's a really good talker. <laughs> so you, like, you just, he's not one I'm of just your four bring, people. You like, just call up Keanu Reeves and be like, "Hey, man, I got a hot tub going. Do you want to come over?" Yeah, yeah, and like, you know, you're well versed in time travel because you did it in Bill and Ted. Like, yeah, there you go. You know, just, just, He'd be like, "Ah, oh, righteous, over, you know? okay, right on." He'll be like, "Dude." Wild Stallion. <laughs> like shit plays on Mars. Yeah, yeah. So Keanu Reeves, John Lennon. Um, shit. Uh, give me some really famous historical figures. Uh, Elvis. A really, really famous. Mm, no, because he'll shit in my toilet and die on it. <laughs> I don't want that. Um, I don't want to shit. All right, all right. I've just, I've just typed in on Google. Really famous <laughs> historical figures. <laughs> all right you got, like um, charlie chaplin he, i think he would be a fun guy i think um tutankhamun Ooh, that's a that's a pretty good yeah. staple yeah because i had a, <laughs> i shared this on social media with like my 20 close friends on like the instagram thing right i had a dream about tutankhamun oh with you and where... beyonce yeah yeah, yeah where it was... i remember this <laughs> it was like Basically, um, I was on the set of her new music video, and it was Egyptian themed, right? And we mm-hmm. had to carry like the bust head of um, King Tut, right, down mm-hmm. these steps. Yeah, yeah. And like, do you know the dreams where you can really feel it, right? Where you put a foot wrong and you feel like the fucking tension and right. shit. Beyonce was like eyeballing me, like, "What the fuck are you doing, bro?" This comes from the fact that I watched a uh, like SNL skit where Justin Timberlake was like fucking about with beyonce like on single ladies mm-hmm. and she just you know she was getting really angry and that translated to my dream okay yeah and i, I dropped i dropped the bust and i was like really fucking like just out of it beyonce sacked me and she was pissed off and like everyone was like get a job and the face of king T- tutankhamun spoke to me and he was just like your real talent is not i don't know i don't know his voice but it was just it was like sim it was like mufasa from the lion king right? i have it on good just authority like... that tutankhamun spoke perfect english yeah and it's just like, it's just like your real talent lies in gardening not you know dancing not, you know? not some other horse shit well well i mean because I, I made the garden over the spring break right i made it all for the dog like in real life um and i remember waking up and just thinking why the fuck did Tutankhamun appear in my dream. So yeah, he'll be in there because I kind of want to like grill him. Like, you know, drink, you know, drink milk, get calcium because I've heard varying reports of how he died. Like he died and broke something or something, you know, right. get, get those bones strong. Internal br- internal you know, you're young, you know, try and prevent his death kind of. <laughs> but then again, I don't know too much Egyptian history, so I don't know if he was bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he died very young. So yeah, Tutankhamun, Lennon, um, Keanu Reeves, and oh shit, Henry the Eighth. Okay. Because he was the first historical figure that I studied about, right? In, learned about in um, how do I say, elementary school, right? And it was the first time in my life that I heard somebody had more than one wife, right? And that he killed all the rest of them, or like yeah, cheated he was on them. Not a not a great guy. 
no, no, it was horrible. And I just, and like, <laughs> I think you have to have one of those dudes though at your your hot tub party because like he has to be the villain of the movie. Like he's trying to yeah, say some yeah, shit, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And like to be honest, he's like not. I don't know. I just I want to see him in all of his grandeur, right? Because he looks like some bastard, right? Yeah. With what he wears. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Take that shit off. Let me see who you are. Right? And let me give you relationship advice, you prick. Right? Uh-huh. Don't marry them if you think they're ugly. Right? And at the end of the day, right, girls are better than boys when it comes to children, in my own opinion. Right? Because they want to play more. Boys sulk a lot of the fucking time. So what's the, what's the point? But I understand back in the day you needed a rightful heir, right? Yeah. I just want to change his mind. The guy's a prick. <laughs> but you need him there. Right. But can you imagine John Lennon, Keanu Reeves... King Tut and Emory the Eighth in a hot tub. Not really, but it, I mean, like, it's a good idea for a movie. Like, I think, like, you could definitely <laughs> do it, right? I love how we've got onto this, basically. Like, yeah, I love how we've completely we're avoided to... <laughs> talking about the actual movie because I feel like it's not nearly interesting enough to, you know. But but there's a lot I like about this because um, this takes the perspective of like three kind of beat up older guys, right? They're having midlife crisis crises right mm-hmm. and uh a boy a, a teenage teenager like young adult right yeah. i think he's 20 something like um, that yeah clock duke um who does nothing he just plays second life right yep so something like that it's cool to like see them bond and you know become friends because they're they're, tra- they're attempting to relive their past but their past is like gone right mm-hmm. like the, the the people they've slept with or got with and like the town is like really decrepit and the the bellhop has like one arm yeah and like fucking cats everywhere and stuff but like they get into this hot tub and they spill some fucking russian kind of radioactive it's, energy drink it's, right it's, yeah like, energy drink or alcohol i mean much like shinobly right much yeah. like the man in the movie i don't know i don't speak russian yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right. He's like, I do like the bold guy, Rob Corddry, mm-hmm. um, Lou. He, he's insufferable, but like, he's I just, I cannot stand that man. He's just like, how he's listing off the home bar is like, we've got vodka, fucking tequils, O'Neill's. Like, it's just, he cracks me up sometimes. But um, so they go to this lodge because he um, has a suicide attempt, basically, but it's not right. disclosed at the start of the movie. Like, he locks himself in his garage with his car, like, engine running, and he's drumming some Motley crew who are in the soundtrack And he, he basically gets, like, what? It's, like, carbon monoxide poisoning or poisoning. whatever you get from... Yeah. Yeah. And his mates are absent, but they kind of feel bad, so they want to treat him to a weekend at K-Val, right? Kodiak Valley, which is this place in, like, fucking Nagano. I don't... <laughs> I, I, I'm going to assume that it was in, like, Colorado or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, In the first year that I was here, Jordan as well, Jordan came with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to, like, the summer, uh, summer camp in Nagano, and we was in, like, a lodge exactly like the one that they go to. Oh, yeah. Like, the same kind of interior. It was, like, Nagano 1998, like, Winter Olympics. and <laughs> Right. We, we were just quoting this movie, like, the whole time. Just, like, Finn was there. Did you have a like, hot tub? No, we didn't, but, like, Ooh. we had nonsen upstairs. Oh, that, um, I mean, that's where, close enough. Where our manager walked in with, like, you know, two piercings in his testicles and a giant ring through his bell end. <laughs> and we were like, Fucking fuck? what? Like, <laughs> 
I won't name names. I will not name names. We're gonna we're gonna have to talk about this off the cast. I need more information because that's fucking wild. Jordan, Jordan can verify it. Okay, Jordan was there. Jordan was like right next to me. But anyways, um, I just remember just saying to Finn like, check the drawer. Does it say Finn sucks cocks and dicks? Like, (laughs) Like it just yeah. It reminded me of that place, so like, I don't know, I just kind of got nostalgic when mm-hmm. I went. I thought of this movie. Um, yeah, so they go to the lodge, and then there's a hot tub with a raccoon in it, and then they get it fixed, apparently, and it becomes this time machine. After and they spill the magical alcohol on it. The, See, the this, this, is a, this is a movie that, on its head, seems like it's anti-alcohol, right? Because... One of the main characters has a drinking problem, but actually the alcohol solves the problem by making the time machine go back to the weird 80s time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a way, (laughs) alcoholism is like kind of, you know, good. (laughs) There's just just so many funny lines in this movie where they're, they're driving through the Kodiak Valley, right? And like they're reminiscing about like what they did because it's all boarded up, right? right? And it's just like... I broke up with Jenny Stedmeyer and he's like, oh, she stabbed me in the eye with a fork. Just shit like that makes me laugh in this movie. Just like really weird kind of like, I don't know. Just, really? They're not like, joking. Yeah. It's like, stabbed me in the eye with a fork. I'm pretty like into surreal humor. So like, it's just fucking anything but a fork. I don't know. I just found it funny. But uh, <laughs> this movie he... did nothing for me. Really? I, really? I don't think I laughed once. What about like the? All right, we'll move on. Yeah. So like they get in the hot tub. They go back in time. They yeah, and they're snowboarding and skiing and stuff like that. And Sebastian stands in this. Is that who that fucking was? That bothered me so much. Yeah, Blaine, right? So he's like the. Oh, this is my mountain. You know. Yeah. The fuck. I would have like, this tomfoolery on my mountain. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, the Winter Soldier, right there, yeah. baby. Yeah, and. Uh, Don't make me take off my arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but basically, they they go into like a bar, and everything's like David Bowie on MTV. There's like a Mario right. Brothers pinball machine. There's that fucking album cover on the wall that I can never remember what it's from. Ah, oh, shit, I forget. But with, it was like with the lady's everybody... face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the oh, Duran, Duran, Duran. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, Durand. yeah, yeah. And uh, Jerry Curl, where's the beef? Miami yep. Vice. And the best joke of the movie, where Craig Robinson, okay, Nick Webber, he goes up to a woman and he goes, excuse me, miss, what color is Michael Jackson? And she goes, black. Black. And he runs out screaming. I just think that is such a fucking genius joke, to be honest. It's pretty. I really do. It's pretty all right, but, like, it did not do anything for me. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, there's something about the humor in this movie that is so outdated dated and say, aged yeah. and I'm just like this is no longer funny or maybe like maybe it's just my sense of humor personally but like watching <laughs> this movie it was it was rough it was rough did you like any of it I mean we'll, we'll go into this but like was there anything that stood out or did you just what do you mean like... at, in in regards to what just in general, like the story or like the music, anything. Was there anything that you just liked on the surface about this movie? Nothing or just nope. What would you say? Like this was a complete <laughs> non-starter for me. Really? really, like across the board. Because 
some of the actors just like the character that they play and like I don't know their face, which is really kind of mean to say, they, but I'm just like I are, fucking hate them. They're incredibly dislikable. Oh right? yeah, they incredibly are. dislikable. And that's the point, which I'll, I'll reiterate in the end as well, mm-hmm. which ties in with the theory of it. Like with this movie today, I'm not going to convince you that you should like this movie because it's. I wanted to do a comedy and like. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I, I, I thought I think personally this is better than what it should be. You know what I mean with the premise and everything. Like it's decent. I really like enjoy it, but um, it's not my yeah, thing. And I, I'm I okay compl- with completely that. understand. Yeah, yeah. So am I. Yeah, but um, we'll we'll get through the story just yeah. a bit more. Like they they're worried about bumping into their future selves, but they are them, yeah, them. Right, which is really weird because like Clark Duke's character is just like a fucking anomaly, right? Mm. And like they they meet his mum who you know one of them fucks his mum and makes him yeah so there's this whole terminator timeline and there's like the butterfly effect again there's there's a quip there where it's like oh he's talking about the butterfly effect and it's like that's a great fucking movie and i'm like i laughed at that because the butterfly effect is fucking awful it's an awful movie um it's pretty awful and they 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 you know decide to live this one night how, how they remember it but of course like they're never gonna like do it exactly, exactly right yeah so they're fucked anyway right so it's kind of like stupid because they've already fucked up their future just by farting wrong mm-hmm. right you know what i mean if they're talking yep. about the butterfly effect they shouldn't be talking about the butterfly effect in that scene because they're already like they've already influenced yeah. themselves to yeah yeah like you do know, some fuckery Nick Webber, like, snorting cocaine at that exact minute. You, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, so they try and, like, replicate the night as it goes on, but they just slowly deviate, right? And, uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's Martin McFly's dad in this, Crispin Glover, who mm-hmm. plays the bellhop, right? Yeah. Um, which I think is a nice touch because that's a time travel movie. Um, and there's this, like, there's these constant running gags of him yeah. trying to, they think he's going to lose the arm, right? Yeah. So like he's throwing yeah, yeah, yeah. a cha- he's throwing a chainsaw up in the air and he's like, This must be where he loses the arm and like it just like pins his coat down instead and then the elevator where like it keeps going up and down and it almost fucks his arm up and stuff. Um I like that. Um there's a really weird part where the bold guy, Lou, he attempts to kind of extort money from the bar because he can predict the future, right? And I know you don't want to watch this show because you've done karate, but Cobra Kai, which I've mentioned. Yeah. Um, Johnny Lawrence, who is the Karate Kid's original rival, mm-hmm. is the guy in the bar that's like, you'll suck his dick. You know oh, what I mean? And yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. His girlfriend in Hot Tub Time Machine is actually... So they're a couple in Cobra Kai. Oh, really? Well. That's kind of funny. And they're, they're, uh, so this predates it. It's very weird. Like the exact same actors. Huh. So, like, a lot of people say that this is canon (laughs) in a weird way. Like, after the Karate Kid, he just, like, went around bars just stealing people's money on bets and stuff. And, like, had Robbie, his son, and then just became washed up. Which I kind of like. Makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... The one thing about this movie is, like, just to... I'm going to skip over a lot of the plot unless you want to bring stuff up. But, um... they, They end up, in a nutshell, fucking up everything and then they have the choice to kind of go back um but 
Lou is like, no, I want to stay here and stuff and just like enjoy my life. And because his Adam, current who, life is shit. Yeah, Adam, who is John Cusack, amazing actor, love him so much. He's got so much charisma. I really like him in this movie. Um, he meets a girl called April, who is just there, right? right. The poison spin magazine like lady, Lizzie Kaplan. Um, there's no explanation why she why she's there. Is she just somebody that's also travelled in a hot tub to find him because their marriage is fucked? I don't know. Like it's completely up to interpretation. There's no explanation given. Right. But that helps change his mind and they go back to the past that basically they go back to the, they go back to the future and Lou's successful, he owns everything, you know what I mean? Lugal. Yeah. Poor porn up, you know, everything, right? He owns everything. And they start a new life, basically. But it's weird. It, it, like the, the, the laws of time and space have just like... What did you think to that? It, it's not plausible, is it? I... I mean, of course, time travel's not plausible, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a very weird, like... They go to the past, change it, and then go back to the future, and then they... I, what are they doing? You know I, I mean? fucking like, hated this ending. Really, really? I fucking yeah. hated this ending for multiple reasons. And the biggest one is that, like, these characters are all fucking shitty people. They're all yeah. fucking awful. And they go back in time and they decide to live out their their day as accurate as it was, right? Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the movie, none of them have actually really learned anything and nope, yet nope. they're just kind of handed a happy ending and it's like the the writing is bad the characters did not <laughs> earn that happy ending i feel like if the characters had earned it in some way or had like learned a lesson or something i would have been mm. okay with it but the fact that it's like lou lou just goes oh my life is shit i'm going to fix you know the time thing and he just does it by basically cheating and then he ends up at the end with basically being rich and has hair and he's he's you know yeah yeah <laughs> like he's 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 a piece of shit and he did not deserve to be where he was and all of them yeah all, all of, of them, them. like that and it's like um, and what changes all of the things in their life that kind of rejected them they changed right yeah. he changed for them so like he's now rich and wealthy and he's still a bitch he's still a bastard right yeah and then adam john cusack like is is ex girlfriend fucking hated him so he must have done something wrong right right and like you know all of a sudden he's got this brand new woman that will like tolerate him and then like nick weber has the hyphen it taken from his name because that's gay apparently like in 2010 <laughs> Yo, so like we, a shared we, we, name we right? need to fucking talk about some of that shit yeah like like they really like hone in on him saying like what the fuck you're not manly you know what yeah. i mean if you've got your wife's name and it's like fuck it i'll take my wife's last name you know what i mean like yeah. i would because i don't like I, I i've got a very checkered history of my family name people use it that shouldn't and you know what i mean it's yep. your name's about identity at the end of the day it's like oh me and my wife want this name but like this this and she doesn't seem to be that bad no she's not that bad at all and like apart from yeah he goes she cheated on me, and it's like, well, we'll do more then. But like, but do you, we you know that like... for a fact? Like, we're just taking him at his word. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. We don't know what and... the actual situation is in yeah, in that case. I... So it's like, okay, maybe she did. I don't know. 
Yeah, and then Clark Duke Jacob, like who's Nick's, like I mean, he, Lou's he, son. he's the only one who like I'm kind of okay with him ending up where he ends up because he's just kind of he along for the ride, dad, right? Yeah, yeah, and his relationship with his mum gets better when in in the future, right? right. Apparently, and he he doesn't actually and... he's like the voice of reason through this entire movie, and he doesn't seem like he's a fucking asshole. So yeah, him yeah. getting the happy ending at the end, I'm like 100 percent okay with that. Yeah. All right. How about Chevy Chase? <laughs> Chevy Chase is here's Chevy. <laughs> Chevy Chase is a stupid prick, and he needs to stop beating put in movies. Yeah, 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 man. Like, uh. Right, the last I saw of Chevy Chase, it was Community. Yeah, right? same. And I know what happened, right, with uh, Donald Glover mm-hmm. and, like, how he spoke to Donald Glover and, like, the shit words he was using with Donald Glover, right? Like, just, he was just an all-around piece of shit person. Yep. Dan Harmon really didn't deal with it professionally. Fuck no. Like, how he just, in front of everyone at the party, you're a prick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> While he does his trademark stammer and that. Yeah. But, like, Chevy Chase is just somebody that is no longer relevant, but he's just alive. And he has this huge, like, how do I say, like, universe of success that predates, you know, 40 years ago, right? Like, he was the face of America at one point. Right. right? He was one of the most famous fucking people, you know. And, and I don't get it. All it all went to shit. It all went to shit. Like, well... I get it because, like, a lot of SNL, you know, like, I do enjoy. Like, I mean, Bill Murray comes from SNL. You've got mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd. He was a really good comedian. Um, John Belushi. You know, all the classics, right? And right, he he was insufferable. I mean, they all ended up having fights with him. Like, I think Bill Murray punched him yeah. in the face, you know. And, and, like, his catchphrase was, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not, right? And mm-hmm. it's just like. But yeah, he's, he's, thing. Just, he's I, just a prick. Like, like that's all it comes down to, really. As as a kid, I enjoyed him in some movies, like National Lampoon, Spies Like Us was a decent movie. I remember watching that once with Dan Aykroyd, of course. Um, but then he had his own show, and it just capitulated his fame, everything, and like the narcissism just skyrocketed, just everything, and yeah, like, and I don't think he really truly recovered from that. You know what I mean? Like, he blamed everyone around him. And um, notoriously difficult to work with, of course. And here he is in this movie. And it is an odd choice, to be honest. I mean, I don't know what he was doing in 2010. I think Community was... Yeah, Community had started filming in 2010, yep. right? By yeah, then, yeah, yeah, around that time. Because I was in uni, like, 2012. And there was a few seasons out then, so I assume. But, um, yeah, what the fuck? Why why'd they bring in Chevy Chase? You know what I mean? Like, what's the appeal? I, I don't know. I don't you know. know. Like, he was free that weekend. Like, mm, yeah, because, I, I mean, fucking yeah. Chevy Chase is not a draw anymore, man. Like, at that time, yeah. 2010, like, in 2010, like, who gave a shit about Chevy Chase? But what does he bring to the role? Like, he's Nothing. not, he's not himself, is he? You know what I mean? Like, I, what, yeah, what, what's the, uh, uh, I don't know, you know, um, but. I want to kind of move on to something else. Uh, so, oh, just some brief stats about the movie itself. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah. It was on a budget of $36 million, made 64.6, so it was kind of a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, directed by Steve Pink, who made High Fidelity and Gross Point Blank, which are very, very good movies, um, starring John Cusack. 
And what do you think to John Cusack? Because nowadays he does the director DVD shit like Nick Cage does, right? He's making a fucking killing from it. Like just garbage, garbage bin fucking movies, right? Legit. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the 90s, John Cusack was everywhere, man. Like serendipity, of course, like gross point blank, high fidelity. Um, I think he's an incredibly charismatic dude. He's very well read and like eloquent is a really good speaker mm-hmm. oh conair he was in conair um i think he's a good guy really um what do you think to him have you seen many things with john cusack i have not but uh, like he's kind of like just an okay i like i'm you know what i don't really know enough of his movies to say one way or the other like i think he's fine i don't yeah, yeah. i don't have a problem with him but I really like him in this because I think you just get given free reign and it's just one of those movies that he produced as well. Mm -hmm. And he just had fun with it. And I like that. You know what I mean about this movie? Yeah. Um, Another stat is uh, it was filmed in Vancouver. All of it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. The Fernie Alpine Resort in BC, British Columbia and Vancouver Film Studios. Fernie? Uh, Fernie. Yeah. Fernie. Have I been there? I know where it is. I don't know if I've been there or not. I might have actually been to this place at one time in my life. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's it. I'll save the rest for the trivia. Shall we move on to music? Because I think this is like a really like standout thing in this yes, movie. Yep. Because it's an 80s movie, right? You know, yes, and... it is. So but, that hmm. being the case, this soundtrack is 80s as fuck. I love this soundtrack, man. Yeah, it's great. I really do. Yeah, yeah. You've got Public Enemy um in excess david bowie uh-huh. fucking salt and peppers on there i think and uh, motley crew motley crew is is welcome to the jungle playing this as well guns and roses i think so maybe but i do know that enrique iglesias is on this and well. a weird cover of black eyed peas yeah yeah where he plays it in the bar right yeah. to everybody <laughs> um careless whisper of course mm-hmm is on there um safety dance you know just yep. so many safety like dance. really yeah, incredibly, dance. incredibly like 80s you know this is like a perfect 80s soundtrack that pays homage to kind of the film doesn't but mm-hmm. you know the kind of john hughes movies that we were talking about in the last episode right like the breakfast club and ferris bueller like if you could remake any of those movies today you'd have a soundtrack like this what they've basically done yeah. you know they've taken 1985 or wherever it is is it 1985 they wake 1986 right Winterfest, 1986 and they just <laughs> i think they just looked at the charts that time and just saw what was you know popular and just put it in the movie right and it's yep it does a good job of building that world i do think this looks like an 80s movie you know what i mean with the set design the costumes and stuff it's really well done I do like that about this movie. It does feel like an 80s ski resort. <laughs> In some scenes, it does seem like it's cosplay and all that kind of stuff. But A little bit, but you know, like... With the music, it does build the world pretty... It does feel like they have gone back It's It's close enough. Mm. 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 Yeah, and of course, Motley Crue are in the are like mm-hmm. Motley Crue's music's in this. How can I forget? Fucking Poison's in this movie. Yeah, yeah, because they're the band, right? Yes. Who, well, it's not them, but... I mean, it's, it's supposed to be supposed them. to be them, but... 
Yeah. Um, and of course, he, uh, Lou, becomes the singer of Motley Lou in the end, which. And like shot for shot, it's the same music video of like Home right. Sweet Home that they play, and uh, I really like that. Shit, shitheads though in person. Talking about Motley Crue really quickly. So, of, did you ever watch The Dirt on Netflix? No. So, so it's basically like a script. It's it's based on their autobiography, mm-hmm. and it's got like Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones as Mick Mars. And okay, like, yeah, yeah. Someone else is Nikki Six, and it, it's like a real dramatize. It's a dramatization of like the autobiography. Just being prick, uh-huh. Pricks in the eighties, right? They're scum, man. Honestly, and the one thing that like is absolutely hilarious about them now is the singer. Yeah, it's just he's lost his voice, and after this podcast, I'm gonna send you a video of like them, <laughs> them playing. Yeah, and like singing uh, "Kickstart My Heart." And it is wow. one of the most hilarious yeah. fucking things you'll see. It kicks their so, heart. So, yeah, because because he's really put it on, yeah. right? And people are going, yeah, you're going to need your heart kicks. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like, there's like a lyric in the, in the song where it's like, uh, something about an airplane that is, da na 103, my heart, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then how he's singing it is going, Big Mac! 103 my heart like this and people have just put the subtitles like big mac 103 <laughs> big mac's I don't on the dollar menu i don't want to laugh but like he killed a guy as well but uh, oh shit, shit. Fuck. Uh, he, he, well like manslaughter and shit like as you if you ever watch the dirt you'll see it and uh, read about him Right, but like it is fucking vocals though, just hilariously bad. It's and people pay to see it. The eighties were wild, man. That's yeah, yeah, say. yeah. If I could bring back any of these bands, though, I, I'd, I'd see from the eighties. I'd see Poison back in the day. I'd see Public Enemy, um, In Excess, and of course Bowie. He's not here anymore. Um, but yeah, and of course Talking Heads, Once in a Lifetime, plays during the the ending that you hate. <laughs> yep. So yeah, um. Anything else you want to say about the music? No, I think like it's it's appropriate. It hits the right notes, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> and it's just like good all around. Like you know, anytime yeah. you can fit safety dance into a soundtrack, I'm here for it. <laughs> safety dance, dance, dance. All right, um, I'm gonna move on to trivia. Okay, excellent. Um, just dead quick. Uh, so Craig Robinson came up with the Michael Jackson joke. Mm-hmm. Because uh, this is the thing, I I get a lot of feeling that there's a lot of improv in this movie. Like, some of it does feel like here's a scripted joke, here's a scripted joke, and like some of it's delivered well, a lot of it isn't. But like, I do feel like they improvised quite a lot of it. You know what I mean in certain scenes. So, but that's the best joke in the movie, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yep. To say that he come up with that himself, it um. I like how he pans into the camera and he says, and he mentions the film title and like. Oh, and he just slowly yeah. just looks at the. Wow, it's like a kind of hot tub time machine. <laughs> time machine, yeah. <laughs> and he just looks at it and it holds on his face for like two more seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So when they travel back in time and open their suitcases, Adams is obviously filled with like meth, Drug, heroin, drugs, and, and yeah, drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And uh, Jacob says, "Who are you, Hunter S. Thompson?" And he goes, "I thought I was, but like they're actually they were actually really good friends in real life, right?" 
and he was going to play him in Fear and Loving in Las Vegas, but then Johnny Depp. Johnny got Depp him. got him. But there, there's a really famous picture on the web of like John Cusack driving a car with Hunter S. Thompson and Johnny Depp, and they've got like a blow up doll, and they're all smoking like cigars. <laughs> it just looks like the craziest fucking night out ever. You know what I mean? Like they're all just complete heathens, right? You know. So that's like a how do I say like a, a joke about that? Um, there's, I don't know. There's like a, a mention of Red Dawn, because yeah, Sebastian Stan's character is worried that they're they're Russians that have kind of invaded, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a really weird scene where like that he's screaming like Smirnoff Ice. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Daniel Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> and yeah, Red Dawn's in there, but like. I don't know if that predates the movie. Apparently, that's Red Dawn? Like a goof. Yeah. Oh no, that's nineteen eighty-four. But then he we know this because tw- Charlie Sheen was in it, and it was yeah. before uh, the previous movie, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, ah, it's twenty-one Jump Street. He mentions, and that was made like two years earlier in like the eighty, two years later in the eighties, like nineteen eighty-eight or right. something. So that's like a weird goof. But yeah. Um, during the sex scene between Lou and Kelly, Lou shouts "Drop in loads" when he when he nuts. Mm-hmm. This is a reference to porn star Nick Manning's signature catchphrase. <laughs> what the fuck? Drop in loads. <laughs> is that legit? Oh my god. Um, and the band Poison in this movie was portrayed by Poison tribute band from Arizona that went by the name of Unskinny Bop. That so, is yeah. What? Yeah, and <laughs> Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier, was born in Romania when it was under communist rule, and he is a patriot in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a patriot. Yeah. Um. And that's it, really. There's a lot of trivia. Um. Yeah, I don't really want to go through it all, but that's it, really. Right. Right. <laughs> I kind of want to move on to the theory that I mentioned. Okay. Right. So this was on Reddit. And <sighs> so do you know how they, they they go back in time and then like, obviously Lou stays there, right? So Lou is yes. replaced. I don't know. Like Lou is his younger self, right? So then he grows old until like he's 42 and then he meets them coming back, right? So Lou yeah. has lived like 30 years. Lou has lived that, but the rest of them haven't, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So what they've done is basically jumped into the fucking bodies of their of those, younger selves, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of their older selves, right? right? Their present selves. They've they've basically erased those people from history, mm-hmm. weirdly. But, like, Lou was there the whole time, right. conversing with them, you know, getting to, you know, making friends with them and all that kind of stuff. And then it's like, they just come in and just wipe them from like existence yeah so basically there's a huge reddit post on it (laughs) and in short it's like rob cordry perhaps 18 in 1986 lived through to 2010 when he would be 42 he then relived the years between 1986 and 2010 so that the man at the end of hot tub time machine is 66 years old in the body of a 42 year old right right Uh (laughs) uh-huh that tracks i'm following so far 
Yep, so soon this middle-aged vessel will grow old and decrepit, unsuitable for a being that has, which has unlocked immortality, essentially, right? Because he's hopping. Yeah, uh-huh. He, he transcends his human limitations by returning to the hot tub time machine and using to travel to another alternate dimension, feeding off dimensional clones of himself to sustain his physical body, essentially. Each cycle ages his mind that renews his body and he clings to immortality until his consciousness is so stretched that he can hardly function, eventually dying as a depraved psychic parasite driven insane by the ravages of time. I want to see that movie. Somebody, This, this sounds like some fucking <laughs> Warhammer 40k shit. But, but I get what it is like. He is essentially a 66 year old dude. Yes, because you know he's I mean? gone back yeah. and he's teenage body and then lived back up to when he was 41 yeah it's it's weird um but like the other three of course catch up to the timeline that they altered right they have effectively permanently replaced the people who just got erased right because like it's implied when they get there that those people whoever they were existed at some point because they've done shit to get them to that point right like because like when um uh john cusack's character goes back to his house yeah his, he his sees... house he sees the lady well like that house didn't just appear when he jumped through time and he's everywhere right like right and they they they're just like hi how was the trip you know what i mean like he just and left, he's like right uh what? <gasps> yeah what the fuck you know so basically there as it says here the four characters are the unlucky victims of a dimensional conquest by loser doppelgangers. Huh. Essentially. Huh. I think it's a really interesting take. So the first to go is 1986 Lou. He goes to the mountain with his friends and one morning like his mind's wiped, right? Yeah. And then replaced with the consciousness of an alternate universe version of himself from the future, like a loser, right? Mm-hmm. And then the mind who went to the mountain never returns, this says, and for all intents and purposes is erased from existence. Then his two friends return to their old self selves and live on with Clark Duke being born. Right. And these people are not the real Adam or Nick, you know, or uh, the boy, right? Yeah. They have no memory of what the audience saw during the movie, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In that, so yeah, That tracks, yes. So from their perspective, they're being like, it says here, devoured by universe hopping duplicates who come from a universe where they're losers. It does work like that. It's, yeah, it's kind incredibly of. Yeah, yeah. Like I can understand where it's coming from. Yeah. That's the only way it works. Like, I read this theory. It's by, uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, Transmorphography. Nine years ago. Credit to that dude. Uh, how many upvotes did this get? hundred. But he basically, the, the Reddit post is Hot Tub Time Machine is a weird sci-fi horror story. It pretty much is, if you look at it from that angle. Kind of, yeah, um, if, you, if you're thinking about it that way, yeah. Yeah, and it, I think that amplifies the ending, in a way. It's not supposed to be like that, I get it, and whatever, but it's it's interesting to think, huh, they've basically like just taken over. And they're losers, and it's right. it's quite tragic, you know what I mean? Like, they haven't learned anything, like you say, and they're fucking idiots at the end of the day yep so i just wanted to share that so yeah is there anything else you want to kind of touch on doing this uh i want to touch a little bit on because i think it's something interesting uh let me just fix my chair here <clears throat> <laughs> squeaky a bit yeah it's squeaky it's a little bit squeaky i apologize um 
I want to talk about like how comedy ages over time, right? I wanted to get onto this as well. Yeah. Um, great minds think alike. Because, <laughs> man, this was such just like an unfunny, cringe, joyless, like just <laughs> nothing did it for me. Like you have the, the fucking joke where like they're in the hot tub and they drink a bunch and then the squirrel shows up and then he just has like this really badly comped in projectile vomiting. And it looks just, it looks like, Oh, it's so bad. It yeah, looks like so... fucking shit. Right. It looks, it looks <laughs> awful. It's not funny. Cause like, what is the joke there? He pukes a lot on the squirrel and okay. The squirrel alters their kind of day though. Doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, I guess. They're... But like, I mean, the squirrel is Chekhov's puke, I suppose. Like, Mm, Chekhov's <laughs> yeah Chekhov's puke yeah mm. but it's just like yeah like I don't know man it's... It, it is dated it is dated and then, I find yeah I find it funny because it's like you've got to kind of lower yourself to that but it's hard I get it because like the humor kind of landscape now like in these kind of like mainstream R-rated movies shall we say mm-hmm. has completely changed because I don't know, like the Hangover. If you go back and back and watch the Hangover, it's very similar in its humor, of course. Right. I mean, it's a lot more visceral and kind of gore plays a part in the Hangover, where and drugs, of course, which it does in this. But I don't know, like it's been done already. I think we've seen too much of that. Yeah. We're desensitized to it, and the kind of genre as a whole. And just like, isn't you know what I mean like nobody's writing scripts like these now that become fuck no of course not you get fucking cancelled if you wrote this shit now so I think it's interesting because it it, it's like it's a part of a a few years like a kind of subgenre of American comedy that follows all the tropes like the cinematography um the kind of quips that they use in the movie and like the the actors and like all men kind of you know like like a a group of lads on the town, like in Vegas or in fucking Denver or whatever. It's just things have changed mm-hmm. with that. You know what I mean? Like it, it was done too much. Well, know, there's with... there's that, and just like this movie, like the sheer amount of fucking oh bro, what are you gay jokes? Is yeah, yeah, absolutely it's weird, insane. It? Because yeah, like it's even really bad. I don't know, like maybe I've changed over time, and I would f- hope that I do for the better. Where I don't find the "What are you gay, bro?" like like mm-hmm. kind of jokes funny anymore. But the amount of times, like it just you look at this movie, they they <sighs> say like slurs against homosexual people at least once. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They yeah. make like this entire fucking bet at one point in the movie, like, oh, if you lose, you gotta suck your friend's dick, right? Like, yeah, is yeah. that supposed to like? Honestly, tell me, like, is that supposed to be funny, or was that funny at one time? Because no. I don't think it's ever been funny. Like, oh, you gotta nah, suck your friend's nah. dick now, haha. <laughs> like, is is that funny? And then the joke is like, oh, he's going to actually suck his dick, and then his friend passes out. But like, yeah, I, again, this... that's not funny. Mm, there's a lot of kind of like rape jokes in this as well which is yes yeah very weird very weird like I, yeah i completely it, forgot about that yeah yeah that's true yeah, there is there's too. like a, there's like a whole scene where they're like screaming it and it's just like ah like why well, yeah they're, like, like, now they're, like, ah, they're just... doing the rape or whatever the guy says yeah he's like you yeah, guys are gonna yeah. rape me and they're like no we're uh, not gonna I, rape you like, we're not gonna do that yeah and it's yeah and... yeah it's it's a little bit like 
it, it it smacks of like the time that we live into because like a lot of comedians now I feel like are on like Twitter and stuff. It's like, oh, you can't make gay jokes. You can't make jokes about rape and whatever. And it's like, well, you can, but none of them are fucking funny. So why do it? Yeah, it's not funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, watching this back now, it it has those moments yeah. where it's just like this. I wouldn't say it's aged like this hasn't aged well, kind of thing. No, more... d- most definitely not. I feel like this is aged it, it, pretty it's poorly. It's just like wow, like they wrote this shit, like some of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing, right? Like, it's like yeah, someone yeah. wrote that in the script at one point and thought this is really funny. Or yeah. did they? Like, I have to assume that they did because it's in a comedy movie, right? So, mm, mm, mm. but it's like in a way. I'm not defending like any of the jokes no. or anything, but it's like they're stuck in the eighties, right, right? As characters. Uh-huh. And I think I don't know if this is intentional, but like their humour tr- comes across to me like they're stuck also in the Also stuck in the eighties. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I, I like and how everybody talks in the eighties, like, um, Jacob's mum, right, Kelly, yeah. she 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 like calls everybody like a homosexual, right? She yeah. she drops those like um, slurs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like that's what people were calling each other. Like, just I mean, that's what people were calling each other when I was in fucking school in the nineties. Like, yeah. it was still pretty yeah. prevalent. Now, uh, now I don't know because I'm not hanging out with <laughs> children in grade school in North yeah, America. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it, I assume it's... that it's curbed somewhat. Yeah, it's like. But then again, I don't know if that's intentional. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they're making right. a comedy movie, right? But like, if I can think about it, it's like they really haven't moved on from the eighties as people. No, and they're like old men, who. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie was in twenty ten, so now they'd be in their fifties. So, right. which is like my dad's generation, and like they're fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. My dad's generation, like people in their fifties that I know back home. No offense to some people, but um. Like, in that age group that I know and love. But, like, the majority of 50-year-old men in the UK are, like, football casuals that, like, do this shit. Or, like, they're just alcoholic pricks. Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just, like, yeah, they read, the, they read the Sun, they read the Daily Mail, and they're like, oh, political correctness can suck my dick. You know, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're those kind of people. They've got British flags on their Facebook profile and stuff. And it's, like, it reminds me of these guys, yep. in a way. Just, yep. like, just lad like 50 year old lads that are like oh my penis doesn't work anymore but but i'm just gonna not change my ways <laughs> yeah well that came from somewhere really personal didn't it right but, um, i mean and but it, again it comes back to that ending because like they're still shitty people at the end of the day like they and they, they, they should enjoy the glamour you they should have got some in my mind they should have got some kind of comeuppance like if you're gonna tell me that like oh the comeuppance is they had to relive the day where like bad shit happened to them and like one guy got like punched in the face it's like but that's already happened to them like even by the admission of the plot of the movie it's already happened so they've already lived through it and then they ended up shitty so now going back and having to relive through it again and still being shitty just proves that there has been no character arc the entire fucking movie it is pretty cruel as well how like you know why do they deserve to change their life this is yes back to back to them like 
not just the human, but like you mentioned, they're shitty people, but it's like, <laughs> and yeah, it's the whole, we're supposed to like them in this movie because, you know, back in the day, you know, they're, they're funny or whatever, but like, as characters, yeah, I understand your point. Like, what have they done to deserve that? They're just pricks, man. All the way through it, like, the only one I kind of like is, of course, Clark Duke's character, but like, yeah. Adam is just, He's playing a John Cusack character, which I like because in High Fidelity is very like kind of charming, charismatic, but like he's a bit of a fucker and whatever. And like I like him in this movie, but like the rest of them, like what the fuck? Yep. You know what I mean? Like once a failed musician, and I get it, he's got like a bit of a heart. Um But then he becomes this successful thing, and it's like what it is is I can attribute this to some people I know in my life that like had dreams but then given them up and then fell into something that they didn't want to do from that angle i think oh that's cool you know what i mean like they they have another shot at life but it's like why these people why right you know what i mean like if they had like a sad background or like a tragic upbringing yeah i'd love the ending you know what i mean because Mm -hmm. they get to wine and dine and like buy shares in his company and just live forever on the money right yeah and have generations full of like you know cash and just shares and yachts and you know don pairing not in that but like they don't deserve any of it they've just got a second shot for no fucking reason you know what i mean yeah and thinking about it that way yeah it does make me dislike <laughs> this movie a little bit so so like it it's it's a compound right like one i don't find it funny and two the story doesn't redeem these characters in a way that is like at least enjoyable so it's yeah. it's just these two things on top of each other makes me go like Egh. plus like they were in high not high school right yeah they uh, were... college yeah they're in college I don't, i'd like first year college last year high school something like that so what what's this obsession with them like going back in time and just wanting to fuck everything young i, I don't know. you know what i mean that's another thing where like they're just old men in young bodies, and it's just, like, weird, isn't it? And it's, it's weird. It, weird. It is weird, because, like, even me, like, I'm, like, 31 now. Never mm. in my life since high school I have ever, ever said, I want to go back to high school because high school was great. <laughs> no, like, yeah. every day I live from, like, today is, like, better than the last Mm, to mm, it, yeah. it's it's very it like it's kind of sad in a way where there are people who look back at like their high school years and they're like oh high school is so great it's like people who peaked in high school like i i kind of pity them a little bit because yeah, you know, they, yeah they just did nothing with their life like they had they had it all at the time right and at the time you're like oh, ferris man. bueller ferris yeah. bueller we were talking about this last time yeah, yeah. like the people that peak and just yeah, but like you said, like every year gets better. I mean, for me at least as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't look back on the past and go, "Oh, my my ex or whatever." Yeah, no fucking way. You know what I mean? No. Like you, you move on from that stuff. You know. Yep. So that's how far deep in the past they are. You know what I mean? Like they don't want to just. They want to go back to some decrepit ski lodge and just relive their life. I mean, it's pretty. <laughs> the... It's pretty bad. And it's it's actually, not even relive like, their it's... life. It's like relive a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they do nothing, you know what I mean? They play quarters or whatever. And yeah. Just... 
<laughs> let's get some cocaine and try and break into a school. Mm-hmm. That is that is one thing that Lou says that one of my best friends says. Um, we, <laughs> we were on a holiday once and like we were jet lagged and my friend Joe just, just like jumps up and he just goes, let's do something, bro. Let's get some cocaine or break into a school. And like, I just find that so funny because of like him just saying it. Because, like, I didn't know what it was from. Uh. He just came out with it, and I was like, that is fucking hilarious. So when I heard it in this movie, I was like, ah, that's where it comes from. I laughed at that. Because it's it's like, let's do something we'll remember, you know? (laughs) But, yeah. um, Shall we move on to ratings? I guess so, yeah. yeah, I think it's about that time. All right, you can go first, mate. Like, just okay. I think you've said quite a lot about it. Yeah, and, I, like uh, your feelings are clear. You I know? hate to be like I, I, I really fucking hate to be this guy, right? Because I feel like through the first 20, 20 episodes, right, that we've yeah. done, I feel like I've been pretty uh, lenient. Not lenient, but I feel like I've been pretty hot and cold on a lot of movies, right? And I think that people might think, you know, like, oh, fucking David doesn't like anything. Well, no, because I'll I'll argue with that. You've got to be in a certain mood to watch a movie, right? I've watched, yeah, I've watched Oscar winning movies like (laughs) The Way of the Dog. And then go, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I I watched The Way of the Dog. Is it The Way of the Dog with Benedict Cumberflump? Whatever Mm -hmm. his name is. Benefactor Cumberding. Um, Which is, it won Oscars. And I was like, the fuck is this? This is ridiculous like i just wasn't in the mood to engage with it right but like everyone's trying to change my mind i'll go back to it but i understand like mm-hmm. and maybe it was yeah, a time yeah. and a place thing for me uh, maybe it was just like the time constraint under which i had to watch it because i you know i was you know sweating a little bit about work and, and whatever but this movie just like nothing for me none of it was funny the jokes are dated the story just pissed me off because the characters did not earn what they got at the end of the movie mm. it's homophobic which is like already like now is like that's not cool like, yeah yeah i mean it never was cool. no it never you know was I mean? cool not not really it's more accepted than it was cool but you know it was what you mm-hmm. did unfortunately um yeah, yeah, like I hate to give a movie like a super low rating just because I didn't fucking like it, but like this movie for me might be a four. Like I guess it's like I don't know. I w- I was expecting a two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought about it, but like I don't think that is fair because I think this movie is made competently enough as a movie. Whether yeah, yeah. I dislike the 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 story and the characters of the jokes or whatever like that's where i'm taking off points but like yeah. i i cannot in good conscience give a movie that's actually looks like a movie a movie a low rating yeah. like a 2 like 2 is like this movie is so poorly shot that i have to wonder like what the fuck the director was thinking and it's like all over the place the shots don't make sense Mm, mm, like yeah, like just... B movie tier. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if it's a shit movie and it's not funny and, you know, then I get into like the twos and threes. But like this is, you know, this is borderline for me. It's, it's got to be like a four. The lowest you can give it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it... See, here's the thing, man. Like, this is why I love doing this podcast with you. Because, like, I watch something and I have my own kind of rating. I have my own experiences with the movie if I've seen it already, just like you do. And there's bias. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course like, when I, nice. yeah, whenever I talk with you about it, because like when I watch it by myself, it's like I know what I want to say and I know what I think about it, but it's like, almost like an echo chamber, right? Mm-hmm. Like you with your own thoughts and you you convince yourself that this is good because some of it merits, you know, warrants more merit, right? Yeah. Um, but after speaking with you, like on this podcast, like I do change a lot. I think our listeners might pick this up, but like you give me another perspective and like you reminded me like this is fucking dated it really is dated um to switch your brain off and enjoy it yeah there's that perspective but like Mm -hmm. when you mentioned about the jokes and the humor i was like yeah this shit just does not fly anymore you know what i mean um i'm gonna give it like a i'm gonna give it like a six or a five based on what we've just spoken about because it doesn't make any sense. But then again, like the whole reason I chose this was because it's better than what it should be in a weird way because of the title. I, I can kind of understand like, where you're coming from with that. Yeah. 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 Like, like it, it, it doesn't warrant being like as in my, in my opinion, like some bits are funny in that. Like it, it doesn't warrant being that funny in places or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like the the set design, the costume, and like just the music and stuff like that. I really enjoy. The right, movie. like it looks like really... they put some kind of effort into it, right? Yeah, it's it's a good time capsule of an eighties movie made in the twenty tens. You know what I mean? With the technology they had and the film or whatever, and you know, and it takes a time travel plot, makes it X rated, which has not really been done before. Basically, Bill and Ted with fucking cocaine. Um, and I just think. That's interesting. So I'll give it a six. I'll give it a six. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned at the start, there is a sequel to this and it absolutely tanked because the sequel was in 2015. I remember going to the cinema to watch it and mm-hmm. it was just ridiculous. It was worse, 100%. Like, there's just no co- cohesive story. The, the second one I didn't laugh at. Mm. Um, and this is like five years later. You know what I mean? Right. And the story was fucking everywhere. Like, they're time jumping through, like, different hot tubs and changing history. Like, basically doing a Bill and Ted, where they go back okay, and Okay, so they they history. thought about what I thought about doing after the That's fact. The, yeah, but, like, the execution was just diabolical. And then I think it's just dead now, which it should be. Hmm. Plus, it didn't have John Cusack in the second one. Um, apart from, like, a cameo. He just didn't sign on for it. I mean, Which, yeah, fair. <laughs> Roger Ebert gave this film three stars out of four. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's kind of, you know, similar no, but, around to where I'm at. No, I mean, three out of four stars. So that's like 75. A three out of four. Who has a four star system? What a fucking nonce. No, but this is. No, but this is what I mean. You hate Roger Ebert's reviews. Like, I remember in a past episode, you were like, God, this guy doesn't know what he's fucking talking about. You know, but like, he he loves this movie, you know. I, it's really not that Roger him. Ebert doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. It's that people give Roger Ebert more credit than he should be worth. Because, like, <laughs> Roger Ebert is just some fucking dude. 
Yeah, well, not anymore. Bless him, he passed away. Well, but, um, yeah, he, 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 he again, was a dude. But this is why I respect him because he's just like us, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's movies that I love that he hated, and then right. there's movies that I hate that he loved, and it's just he, 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 and sometimes if you watch his old reviews, like he was in a mood with like Roper, right? Mm-hmm. Who was even more insufferable, I find. And like they, I they kind of come, agree, yeah. come, come to blows. You know what I mean? Like they don't do what we do, but like they were, they were like, ah, fuck off. You know, like they, they didn't get on famously at some points, right? Right. Um, the point is, you've just got to be in the mood for a certain movie. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like listening to, you know, the first song on a record. It's not for me, and then people will try and convince you, but it's like, no, it just didn't work for me. You know what I mean? Like, right. It, it, that's art. That's. That's all. There are definitely some movies that are time and place, right? Like, they just yeah. are. Like, I yeah. feel um, when I watched The Lighthouse was, like, the, yeah. the, the perfect setting to watch that movie. And you, you prepared yourself accordingly yeah. for that, right? And Well, I mean, no matter how much preparation you do, you can't really... I mean, how do you prefer for a comedy, <laughs> right? Like, it's, you know, it's a comedy. You don't like me, lobster lad! Yeah. We're gonna be Sorry, talking about I, the I, fucking I would... lighthouse forever. <laughs> this is like the third episode in a row. This is what I mean, right? Right. Yeah. You can't forget about that movie, man. It was just insane. And recently, a friend of mine was like, "Oh, like he doesn't follow the podcast, but like he knows we have one." Yeah. And he was just like, "You should do the lighthouse." And I just sent him the link, and he went, "Bruh, <laughs> what?" <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. And then like. A week later, bless him, he goes, you didn't like it? And I was like, nah, keep listening to it. And then, like, he goes, oh, I finished the episode finally. Yeah, completely agree. What a fucking crazy, you know, crazy it's movie. Wild. It's wild. It's wild. And, mate, I still think about it because... I think about know, it like, all you... the time. It's so yeah, weird. Yeah, like, when you, when you sit at your desk and you just, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's know, it's right? got it's gotten bad where like sometimes like you said you mentioned it before but like sometimes <laughs> i've started to do it now where i'm just like walking around going why just spill your beans some of your beans <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know why but it's just, it's really enjoyable do you, do, do, do you make yourself laugh when you say it <laughs> yeah because it's always yeah. like it's always like why just spill your beans why just go and spill your beans yeah it's lad. just it's just funny Why'd you go and spill your Chernobyl, lad? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's just great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we'll probably talk about the lighthouse next week as well. So. More than likely. Yeah. Tune yeah. in next week for the an- not the annual, the weekly, <laughs> the weekly lighthouse podcast where we mention spilling your beans every week. <laughs> I think we should introduce next week's episode with just a quote or something. I don't know. Just we, so we've got to put this behind us. Where, uh, Midnight we we spill our beans. The midnight bean cast. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh. 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 I'm not a fan of beans, man. Not a fan of beans. But yeah, it's, I am. Well, mm, uh, nah, I've got to end this right. Here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's as good as place as any to to end the the podcast this week. I hope that 
Uh, people tune back in. You know, we've been gone for a little while, but that's okay. Yeah, I, I I got one or two messages actually from people saying that's like, good. You guys stopped, and I was like, no, nah, we just we just don't know. Kind of spring vacay and just uh yeah, sh- stuff happening. The shit playing playing Elden Ring, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> Ooh, baby, I playing Elden yeah. Ring. We've got some plans for this podcast going forward, actually, mm. um, because I kind of want to um, look at the, not the format, but like more about the movies that we do. Um, yes. I kind of want to do like a bi-weekly thing where we focus on anything we like. So okay. over like a few weeks, see how we, we delve into Korean movies or like musical or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're exploring a lot of different avenues at the minute. Yeah. Um, just, you know, so. f- feeling it out because I like... It's it's good to change it up a bit. Obviously, we haven't been around for, like, super long, but 20 episodes is 20 episodes. Like, if, you know, yeah. that's, that's an entire day of, like, not moving and just sitting and listening to this podcast of time. Yeah, right? yes. And I'll tell you what, I've really enjoyed it. Like, 20 episodes, it's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's a good number to kind of end Series 1. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. And, uh, and I mean, a lot of met- TV series end it. 20 episodes 20, uh, 20 episodes yeah 20 episodes and uh it's uh, we're in the 2020s there you go <laughs> yeah, if you if you want to pick it out more um so yeah we'll be back next week with the start of season two mm-hmm. um and a whole new not look but a whole new sound do we'll we change do things. we know what we're gonna talk about next week i think we I, do i think i do yeah okay i think i do awesome. so uh yeah everybody tune in next week for season two of the Midnight Film Club. Goodbye, Series 1. See you. You've been amazing. Thank you so much. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. In a world with countries in Asia, sometimes they make movies. Movies we've never seen before. Probably because we've never watched them. Strap in and join us for the Midnight Film Club presents Season 2 Fantastic Eastern Movies and Where to Find Them. Roll the trailer. I have lived my life my way. Fought the night and fought the day. 